Hey everybody, this is Flavio, and this is episode 13, Lucky 13 of season 2. And if you guys like the Towncast, you know, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can Google search Hawthorne Towncast and, and write a review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, or you could send your comments to comments at thetowncast.com. Uh, I'm so excited about this next episode because we get a chance to talk to Melissa, the, uh, the owner of The Front Porch, right down on Lincoln Street and... Wagro Road. Uh, a lot of you remember that it was owned by the DeCosmos and a shout out to the DeCosmo family. I worked there uh, when I was a youngster and uh, love that place. So uh, stay tuned to the episode. And by the way, so you know, Melissa's offering 10% off of your bill, no matter how big or how small your bill is. She's offering 10% off. If you mention the Hawthorne Towncast to her, she'll give you that discount off your bill. All right. So enjoy the episode, everybody. I am so psyched because I am, I feel like this is hallowed grounds here where I am. I am on the corner of Lincoln Street and Wagaraw Road. And if you don't know where that is, it's, it's the home of the front porch. I'm, I'm in the front porch that has been around forever. I actually worked here in the, uh, the early 80s. And, and now it, it, was, uh, it was taken over by in, uh, was it 2015? 2015, right? 2015. Six years already. Well, give or take. <laughs> uh, it was purchased by uh, by by the woman that I'm going to introduce right now, and, and I'm very excited to have her on because she brings to the front porch some amazing, amazing food. And if you have not tried their food here, uh, we're going to talk about it. And if your mouths aren't watering by the time this thing is done, then then yeah, you're, you're dead. You can't be alive. So I want to introduce to you Melissa Mack. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the Towncast. Hi, hi. I, I, she was very shy to do this, and uh, I kind of convinced her to do it um, for no other reason than because I wanted to come back in here and try to talk her out of another uh, another one of her meatball sliders. So that's really the only reason why I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, first of all, congratulations. I know it's been it's been almost six years since you guys took it over. Almost six years, yes. And and I'm sure for for you for you guys out there that remember it was owned by the DeCosmos, who was uh, one of my teachers when I was going to elementary school, and, and a lot of people out there uh, know Vinny and the whole DeCosmo family. So shout out to you guys, and and I know you've been in communication with them on and off, right? Yes, we were still very good friends. Um, we still catch up every month or so, and oh, that's cool. You know, they come by once in a while, yeah, that's but awesome. now they're all down the shore living their life. And I know, I know, right? I can't. I see, I see. <laughs> I see Vinny's life down the shore, and I'm like, I can't wait till I grow up. I right. want to be just like him. <laughs> Me too. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to follow in their footsteps, you know? Uh, so, so you came here in 2015, and, and I have to say, the, the decor in here is beautiful. I mean, Thank was this you. all your... Thank did you, you hire somebody, or did you do all this? Was so, this all your idea? No, my father and I, we actually collaborated. Um, actually, all the... We did a lot of construction. It was all within a month since we closed. And then we did construction, re renovated in about a month. And we have some, I don't know, how do you say, like, all the interior is more of like a woody and 
Yeah, it's very, it's it's very warm. Right. Yeah, but it's it's also it's also I don't know, trendy. I mean, I love what you did with the tin. Now it's industrial and woody at the same time. Yeah, there you go, industrial woody. That's what we're going right, to call yeah. it. It's industrial yeah, woody. That's what you call it. So when you walk in, you'll you'll get you'll understand what we're talking about. And and I know because when I was here, you were telling me a lot of a lot of the wood. Right. You recycled a lot of the. Right. So. For those who don't know, before we opened, all of the wood that was on the walls, it was facing vertical. So we took it out of the panels, put them all horizontal, stained it a little bit. All the wood that's not on the walls, we took it out and there was tin behind the wall. Was that there? That was behind all of the wood. The tin, the tin was actually behind the wood. The tin was behind all of the wood. And all the wood that we had extra, we put them on the ceilings as like a floating ceiling. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, you really did a great job, and I love, I love the bar area. And and they're still, you're still not able to sit at the bar, right? No, not currently, unfortunately. Is that a, is that a, is that a Jersey thing? Or <laughs> is that like mandated? You no know people at the bar. Right. Yes. That's so crazy. We were up in up in Wisconsin, and we went to this place, and it was like COVID never happened. You know, I mean, we walked in with masks and bundled up and, and everything, people at the bar, people at the tables. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how it's state by state and area by area. Uh, but I, I love what you guys did. I love that you repurposed a lot of what was already here. And I cannot believe that when you pulled that wood down that you found that tin behind it. That's like striking gold. So we have the apartments upstairs, too. So actually, the apartments upstairs also has all the, twin, all the tin behind the walls. The same? Well. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is so. People pay so much money to have that look, and you guys had it hiding behind the walls. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so you you came in, you started rework, and I, I want to get a little bit about your background. Where, where did you Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York, in Queens. Okay. I was born in New York. What part of Queens? Flushing, Fresh Meadows okay. area. Mets fan. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> I don't like to be on either side. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So you um, grew up in that area. Right, and then I moved to Fort Lee when I was six, um, and I've been in Fort Lee ever since. And and how did you become interested in, in cooking? I mean, the menu is outstanding. I know you've got... We're going to talk about some of your signature dishes, the stuff that you've, you've created. And, and by the way, guys, if you do come, ask for Chef Melissa. A little respect to, for those of you that don't understand the, the, uh, how it works with, with chefs, if they are a chef, you call them chef. You don't call them by their first name. You don't call them by their last name. It's not Mr. or Mrs. It's chef, right? Am I right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Guess. So, so when you come in, <laughs> make sure make sure you ask for Chef Chef Melissa. So, how did you get interested in in cooking and food? What was what was the background there? I when I was little, I was when I was six, I was babysat from my grandparents in Cliffside, and I didn't really have anyone to play with. My brother was always with my cousins, and it's like. You know, they were playing Aww. video games, so I was by myself. I ended up just watching TV, so I ended up turning on the Food Network and started watching cakes and 
all these pastries. I was like, oh my god, this is so. <laughs> it looks so good. What's better than a child watching them <laughs> bake cakes and cookies? <laughs> Didn't know how to make it, but that's all I was looking forward to when I was going over the wow. house. Was just watching Food Network all the time. I would actually skip dinner sometimes because my mom has this running joke about me. I wouldn't eat dinner because I was so full from watching all the food that was on TV. You were full from watching. <laughs> I've never had that problem. I've never th- this weight that you see before you has nothing to do with watching anything. So so you really I mean that really inspired you. Right. So I actually knew what I was going to do since I was 6 and Really? Yep, throughout middle school, high school, and then actually in high school when everyone was doing the SATs and pre-SATs, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to find out where all these cooking schools are. Found out that I didn't have to do any SATs or any tests, say bye-bye. Said, like, see you later. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to <laughs> cooking school. All I have to do is just work wow. somewhere for six months, and then that's where I went. So where did, where did you end up going? I went to the Culinary Institute of America. Wow, that's the that's the that's the creme de la creme right, right there. It is. Look at the CIA grad. Originally, I wanted to go to Johnson and Wales, okay, in Florida also or Rhode it. Island. Like, you know, further away from home is good sometimes. Right, and warmer <laughs> away from home is better. Yeah. Or even New Hampshire, they had the NCI. Sure. Right, and uh, my mom. She said, nope, you're staying closer to home because that's where I would like you to stay. So I ended up going to the Culinary Institute. <laughs> and, um, and we know how we know how moms influence our decisions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So you went to, did you go for like cooking all around? I went focus? for baking and pastries um, because my mom, we bring, I'm going to bring her up a lot. Like my mom, she <laughs> was like, you know what? You're too little. You can't pick up those heavy stock pots. What are you going to be doing? Like, oh, that is funny. So, That's so, hysterical. Right. It's kind of true, though. They are really heavy. It though. is true. Yeah. If you pick up a 50-quart stock pot that has, you know, like, soup in there, right? it's, you're not... Like, you're it's not, too heavy. I can't yeah, do that. It's heavier than you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? That's actually really true. And I've also heard that when you go out into the real cooking world, you don't really need... A degree to learn how to cook. You just some of some of actually the best chefs become the best from working from right. the ground it's experience, up. Experience, exactly. Experience, yeah. So I always figured, why not just learn the techniques from school for baking, because you're not really going to learn that in the real world. Sure. So I just went for a baking and pastry program. Well, and you're not you're not picking up a lot of heavy things. You're picking up the little squeezy things that squeezes right, out, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, your fondant gets a little heavy, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rolling pins, you know. I know those hard, heavy those marble <laughs> rolling pins. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you went you went for for pastry and and uh, and baking. And, yeah. And once you once you left there, where did you where'd you go from there? Um, I ended up being the pastry cook at the Russian Tearum in the city. I love the Russian Tearum. Yeah, I do. I do very uh, good food there. Yeah, I do a lot of. Uh, I do a lot of theater in the city. I, I used to. Uh, right, it's right next to Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Yeah, for a Russian arts theater company. And, oh, awesome! And, and you know, many years ago, we would we would stop there every once in a while, and, and yeah, have some. Maybe I served you one time. I uh, I don't think you were born <laughs> at that time. <laughs> at that time, I don't think so. <laughs> so you you did that at the Russian Tea Room, right? Sweet. Yes, and then after that, I. Went to the Doubletree by Hilton in the financial district. I helped them open up that hotel as a pastry chef. 
wow. became a buffet supervisor and how was that? That had to be awesome. That was awesome. Actually. You started, so you opened I it up. I made so many cookies. Was your menu, like you did your own thing, right? That was Yeah, you. I did my own thing. Right. That's cool. I made so many cookies. I got so fat. I gained like 10 pounds in a month. It was crazy from those cookies. Or 10 pounds in a month. I gained 10 pounds in a weekend. I think I gained 10 pounds after I had those, those meatball sliders. Right. No. <laughs> Not to say that her meatball sliders are fattening, just so everybody understands. It's just my metabolism. That's all it is. Um, after that, um, I was there for about three, two and a half years. And then I took like a break for about a month. And then I went back to school at the Fairly Dickinson University right, for hospitality management nice. right in Teaneck. And um, I so, graduated. So what were you thinking? What were you thinking you wanted to do? I wanted to work in hotel resorts because in my whole past career, I've done bakeries, cafes, cake shops. I've done restaurants, hotels, like everything. I've done everything. Right. So finally, the one I haven't done was hotel resorts because there's so many things to do. You can move around and you're not That's stuck true. in one place. That's true. So um, after that, then I went to bartending. I was a bartender for a little bit because I needed to gain some money back. That's a great, that's a great way to make some money, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I, you're not picking up anything too heavy. Right. I mean, no more biggest, than one bottle. The biggest <laughs> thing is a bottle of whiskey. And I'd say, you know, how, how heavy can that be? Right, right. <laughs> um, then uh, my parents actually wanted to open up a restaurant in Hawthorne where we are now uh-huh. once <laughs> again the, the parental influence right yeah. exactly <laughs> um, I wanted to go to the Caribbeans for hotel resorts but then they bought this restaurant asked me if I could stay and I said no I'm going to Caribbean see you later he goes no no like we're gonna open a Chinese restaurant don't you think it's great I said no it's actually not great <laughs> it's not great at all not great. No, no Chinese <laughs> so so the thought was for the front porch to become a Chinese restaurant at Chinese first a restaurant in the beginning wow. right and um so I said no it, I don't think it's gonna work well because you don't have a lot of you don't have a big Asian community so there, it's not it's not really going to work as well. So I said, you know what, I'll open up, I'll help you open up a concept, which kind of what you want is the Asian part, and but you have to cater and target to this community as well. So I came up with the American Asian Fusion. So everyone, you get you get best of both both worlds yeah and I, and I have to tell you the, the menu is outstanding and again I go back to those meatball sliders I, I talked to my brother about it who, who went to culinary school in Palm Beach and uh, and got burnt out and is no longer doing that <laughs> uh, but I, you know I, I sent him a picture and I told him you know with the hint of mint which was just oh yes you was, cannot get rid of that mint it was brilliant I would have never and I like to cook I just like to play around and, and, and having, you know, cooked here, I learned from the Cosmos how to make, you know, your Americana food. Right. Uh, and then taking that and adding the hint of, of, of Asian cuisine. And, and I love, if you go to the website, guys, the, the website is njthefrontporchpub.com, right? Right. She couldn't think of a longer 
name of a website, so she stuck with it. NJ, is it The Front Porch Pub? The Front Porch Pub. So it's com. Yes. If you go there, you can you can see the website, you can see her menu. Take a look at some of the stuff that they're that they're doing here. And I love how, you know, the the tagline is hint of Asian crafted with love. I love that. And even though it's not the front porch resort in 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 the Caribbean, uh, I, I I love what you've what, what you brought to this to this menu, and I want to talk a little bit about the menu. So, how would you say like? All right, so you you went to you went to culinary school. You learned about you know all the pastries and all that other stuff, and then you learned how to cook and how to fuse, you know, American cuisine with with Asian cuisine. Talk about some of your your specialties and some of the things that you're doing here that uh, that you're proud of. Other than the meatball slide. Now, we talked a little bit about the meatball slide. Guys, if you can't tell, the meatball sliders are outstanding. <laughs> I mean, I, they're just, they're fantastic. Uh, and, and you told, you know, you taught that that was your whole, that was, you came up with that whole thing. The meatball sliders are actually, the first thing I actually created on the menu. And it really? stuck with it stuck with the menu for about five years. Wow. Yes. And you changed the menu periodically, I right? changed it every six months in the beginning because goes back to that whole resort hotel kind of thing like yeah. you want to bounce around you don't really want to keep the same thing all the time sure because you get tired of it you know you don't want the same repetitive thing so in order for me to actually keep on doing different things and not get bored then i change the menu every six months oh so you don't do it for the for the customers you do it because you're, you're bored well, of the menu no you get bored of the menu <laughs> i get that i i do understand that <laughs> Um, I changed it every six months, but um, eventually now I'm. I want to maybe pursue other things as well. So I took the best selling items from each each year. Yep. Yeah. And now the current menu is the best of the best of what I want to call. Oh, nice! So, so what you have right now in the menu is the top selling. Is the best of the best over the last five six years? Yes. Now I want to focus on the wings, right? All right, because I think everybody listening right now is everybody loves wings. I, I, you know, unless you're a vegan or a vegetarian, then you know. So sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I am sorry too. I, you know, that you're missing out on some amazing wings. So let's let's talk about the wings. Okay, so um, five years ago, before we opened up the restaurant, um, my boyfriend my ex-boyfriend at that time well no my boyfriend now my current ex-boyfriend at that time (laughs) we actually opened up the restaurant together he helped me out um we both created this same concept and um it's we have single fried wings and double fried wings and naked fried so naked fried means no batter on it okay Okay. Um, so you're just frying it, just, just chicken, the, putting the chicken, chicken wings in the fryer. Okay. Single fried and double fried, they do have batter on it. Single fried takes about 15 minutes to cook, and the double fried takes about like 20 to 30 minutes. So you're cooking these fresh. It's not like fresh. I, I've got them all battered, they're frozen, take them out, throw them in the fryer. No, I don't do frozen food. Oh my gosh! You, you you can't see her face, the face she just made when I said frozen. See that? Now that to me is a chef. It's like, for, uh, you know, just no, I know it was like nails on a blackboard. 
only right. thing probably frozen is my French fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the difference? Because when you say when you say naked, I get the naked, I get the single fried. Then as you get into the higher fried, I just feel like it's I'm getting fatter and fatter as I'm listening to you. <laughs> That's what so, everyone thinks. It's the the, con- the conception of everyone thinking it's double fried means double fat. It's not double fat. It's actually double healthier. <laughs> double healthier. You're, you're cooking the fat out of it, yes, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. All right. So so what's what what is the process? Because of it, it takes longer for it to uh, cook. So more oil is, is is being cooked out of it. Right, It's being drawn out. And and I had I I had the uh, the garlic garlic soy. Yeah, the garlic soy chicken wings, which were outstanding. Yes. And I, I, you know it's, I'm Italian; I have to have garlic in everything. So the idea of putting garlic in with soy and putting them on a chicken wing to me was like. Yay! I mean, I, I travel a lot to China, and I, I love Chinese food. Uh, so the idea of mixing that two, that those two, uh, was outstanding. But you have you have a lot of different. What other type of wings do you have? You have a lot on the menu. We have well, the single fried is just as it has a little bit more fat on the inside, so it's juicier but a little bit more fattier. Double is crispy on the outside as well, but. Still as tender, just less fat on it. So can you get can you get those with whatever flavors you want? So so whatever whatever flavor because you've got a few you've got a bunch of different flavors on the menu. Yes, I have a lot. I have a lot of different flavor sauces. I have dry rubs. Um, I'm constantly just thinking about new sauces to put on. Um, my new one is actually everything that everything bagel is now like that new oh hip, that, hip really dry rub. yeah you, you put that on you put that on the wings i just actually just launched it maybe a week ago or so all right so listen c- come in go on the website call order the everything wings everything bagel wings the everything bagel wings i love it that's awesome uh so again we're on the corner of lincoln street and Wagaraw Road. If if you don't know where that is, it's right by the trestle. If you go to recycling, right by the baseball fields. You know, if, for those of you that remember, uh, we used to sit here at the front porch and watch Wagaraw Road flood from the Passaic River, and then we'd watch and we'd see the fish swimming on Wagaraw Road as the water starts to recede. They were actually swimming on Wagaraw Road. Now they don't. That doesn't no, happen anymore. No, it doesn't flood anymore. I know. <laughs> I it's... was actually hoping for that when we came. We, when we first came in, it was like, oh, there's no flooding. What happened to? I know. <laughs> it's I kind of they, they, they stole my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but we're right on that corner, right by the trestle, and uh, and and come check out the new menu. A- again, you know, you're dealing with a. Uh, with a well-trained and very experienced chef, Melissa, uh, who has, uh, has created a, an incredible menu. Uh, now, you do delivery as well? Yes, I have delivery, um, Uber, Grubhub, DoorDash. Um, now, did you, talk, did you ever talk to Dorian at Foodie Taxi? It's the envelope. It's still in my bag. I'm going to have him stop. I'm going to tell him to stop in here and tell talk. Tell him to come in for the sriracha meatball slider. I will, tell, I, will tell, I will tell him that. I will say, listen, I spoke to Melissa and, and you need to go in there, order the meatball sliders, and 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 talk to her about uh, about food delivery. Yeah, I mean what I what I love about it is I, I know what Grubhub does and I know what Uber Eats do. They they, they take a lot of them a lot they of the do. money. They do. They yeah. take a lot of commission just for 
their name. Yeah, you know? and and, and, and you a know, a lot of people know their name. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. You, you, a lot of guys, a lot of people don't understand that. They just figure, oh, it's you know, they pick up the food and they deliver it to right. us, right. but they take it on your end. And and during this pandemic, tell me a little bit about when the mm. pandemic hit, how how it hit you guys. In the beginning, we were slowing down a lot. It was very busy in the beginning, and then after a while, everyone got scared. Yeah. And um, Did you guys have to close down at all? I closed down for about two months, um, just because I thought everything was just going to be, like, because everyone was so scared, like, it made me a little bit nervous. Like, yeah. what is, what am I not, what am I missing that, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. else is, that yeah. what else what else does everyone know that I don't know? So right, I was like, right. you know what, maybe this is a good time for me to take a break anyways. Yeah. Like no one's gonna fault you for closing down, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I mean, you know, the biggest concern for me was how long can people hold out? You know, because even during a pandemic, you still have to pay your taxes. You still have to pay, you know, everything else you have to pay. It's still right. no leeway. the bills don't stop, right. you know, because of a pandemic. Right. So you guys opened back up. And, and how was it when you first opened? Still very slow. Yeah. Um, were, you, were you doing curbside? We did curbside. Yes, we did curbside and we did love takeout. Um, I thank everyone who stayed and supported us and was always just happy for us to even open up again yeah everyone's like no we're gonna support you and i was like oh my god thank you so much like i teared from time to time because of uh, all the love and support from the community and i do really appreciate all of that so you don't get that in the caribbean just so you know you don't right. get that in the caribbean you get that in hawthorne <laughs> in that, hawthorne yes that's what happens here and and i love what you guys did outside you guys closed closed the porch yes we did um my father actually did most of it. He enclosed the whole porch area. Um, he put some heaters up. Um, try to try to do the best that we could, just to make everyone safe, but also comfortable. It was very difficult when it became the cold weather started, because everyone was too cold. But then the heaters were not like blasting as much, so there was a lot of money that was put into it. We also had the tents going on, so the tent that I had we spent a lot of money on that one and all the decorations but we got we started that a little bit later because I wanted to continue on with that takeout delivery concept because I didn't want anyone to dine in and people to come in and say oh I got sick at the front porch like no 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 you didn't no yeah yeah like, yeah no sure. I don't want to be blamed for that so I wanted to actually just help everyone not to get sick just no, just take your food out and yeah yeah I, I can understand that so so guys you know if you're still if you're still a little intimidated about eating inside uh they are following the protocols you know where, where you used to have a lot of tables in the front you, your distance so if you're coming in by yourself or family of four or two or three their distance your distance from one another so you're not on top of each other and and you know and and i like that you guys are are following the protocols and i love what you did out front i, I mean you. you know now you could sit outside it's enclosed they've got the heaters you know come you can have you know you can have more you know four or five six people you can come you could sit you could have some outstanding food and you're supporting someone from the community and and again if you are weary you can still order for pickup. You can still do curbside pickup. Uh, 
you know, that would be the best way because then, you know, you're not, you're not taking some of that commission away from using a Grubhub and an Uber Eats. But if you do want it delivered, those services, you could use those services. And hopefully we can get uh, Dorian a foodie taxi. And it's, at least it'll cost a little bit less money. Yeah. And remember, Dorian said on the podcast when he was on, anybody from Hawthorne that orders from a local restaurant gets free delivery. So you guys remember that. Yes. Melissa, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know that as the chef, you've got to be back there and you do a lot of a lot of prep work and a lot of that stuff. So I, I appreciate it. I'm definitely going to be back. Now that you've told me that the double fried wings are not twice as fattening, I'm going to do that next time I come. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. They are they're they're very good for you. Then, you know, a lot of people don't believe me, but. Yeah. So, so guys, again, go to the go to the website. It's njthefrontporchpub.com. Take a look at the menu, place your orders, and uh, you know, enjoy some some great local food. And and the, the Asian fusion is is outstanding. I mean, it's it's a touch of soy, a touch of this, a touch of that. It really it really brings brings it just brings new flavors to to foods that we've had for many many years. Right. So I actually. Um forgot to say in the beginning um the menu that was created when i brought up my ex-boyfriend he and i created this menu where he's he was korean and i'm chinese so so that's where the whole menu comes a little bit of korean a little bit of chinese nice so it's not just like one right 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 one cuisine it's like two different ones that mesh together so we like brought a lot of flavors onto and brought onto this menu but a lot of research as well yum and they took the best of the best over the last five six years and they put it in the menu now so you're in for a treat uh melissa thank you oh and i I did want to talk about because this is probably going to come out uh before easter so i know that right now we're still in the lent season and and we want to you know shout out the fact that you guys do something special on fridays talk about that so i try to change the fish special every friday um, in order for the Lent people to enjoy a good meal. Like this past Friday, I actually had fish and chips. Nice. Um, my bartender, my friend house manager, also my bartender, she is the only Irish thing about this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally wrote a post. She goes, oh, my God, after five and a half years, Chef Melissa is like, I'm actually rubbing off of Chef Melissa. She finally put fish and, fish chips, and chips on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you and are, that was like the only thing she sold that day. It was hilarious. That's so funny. So, so, so I changed the I, I changed the fish special about every Friday. So 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 every Friday from now to Easter during the Lenten season, uh, if you guys want to order your fish, you can order your fish. Uh, you have it up. Do you have that stuff on the menu, or is that a special? That it's a special. Okay, so so they can call up and say, hey, what's your what's your Lent special? Yep. All right. So pick up the phone, call the front porch. Uh, if it's not on their menu online, ask them what their Lent special is, and uh, then they'll make you something. And you can even have some fish and chips. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much. Thank I really you appreciate so much the time. Thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>